Well, I tell I tell you. It's called betting for a reason. Exactly. I thought I didn't know anything. Now I find out everybody doesn't know anything. Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome again, everybody. It's week one of the NFL season. We're already into week two of the college football season. And as you heard at the beginning when we did a hard open there, <laughs> we got some problems with our bets going down oh, here. Boy. You did all right last week on your first attempt you, uh, up until the up until last the two games stinking, or last game of the yeah, season of the Navy day. Game, yeah. Navy, BYU, Navy just didn't show up. Well, if I would have known, because did you watch the game? No. During the whole game, the they were talking about how the head coach of Navy tried a new system where during COVID here, we're not going to actually do any live tackling. We're just going to be tackling tackling dummies and and these padded bags and yeah, I heard like, I heard they couldn't tack, they oh, couldn't they, tackle. Oh, they tackle anybody. Shit, they they wouldn't have been able to tackle me. Oh, geez. And and I'm not fast. <laughs> I've, I've heard that. Dan, Dan mentioned that once. <laughs> so welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast, everybody. Like I said, it's week one of the NFL season, and we're here to give you everything you need to know to try and make this week a winning week for you. Um, we got news and notes. We have the must-starts and don't-bothers. Week one, must-starts and don't-bothers. That's right, it's back. <laughs> we have our our gambling segment where you can if you're not going to win a fantasy football you might be able to use some of our picks and try and make some money to pay off your your entry fees into those leagues and then we have something new that i'm starting actually with the help of dan he suggested something and i'm going to call it since i have 20 questions we're going to call it 20 questions for the fantasy football guru Uh oh so we're going to be asking you 20 questions for fantasy football and you're going to give us off the top of your head, that's why I didn't let you know about this. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you, well, you all right. answers. All right. <laughs> I'll say what I know, which may not be much. <laughs> so that's it for oh oh and oh fantasy girl. Well, how could you forget that? <laughs> so we're gonna get going because this has a tendency to be a long show with all this information. So let's get the news. And in the news, we're going to start with this. We're going to start with all the players who are complaining that there's all this racial injustice, but yet they're going to be making millions upon millions of dollars for playing a kid's game. (laughs) And we start with this one, Deshaun Watson. He signed a four-year deal worth a total of $177.54 million with $111 million in guarantees. So that I got two more, but I'm going to ask this question right away. Is this run of signing players be, becoming unsustainable in the NFL? Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, sure, the Texans, they have a franchise quarterback. But if they're unwilling to draft or keep quality players to line up alongside of him, does it matter that he's even there? We saw this on Thursday when the, when they played the Chiefs. 
Deshaun Watson had a great game, but they lost. Granted, they're going up against the best quarterback in the NFL, but he didn't even do that well. And I know because I have him in <laughs> a bunch of my leagues. But um, I don't know. I, I He may be a great quarterback, but I just don't see who he's going to be throwing to, and especially down the line. Like Randall Cobb isn't going to be there all the time. And even he no, wasn't. I was he didn't say, show was, up was until he even the there? Last, yeah. <laughs> the last drive of the game, he yeah. showed up. And Kenny Stills are already talking about training him. They've been, they've been talking about getting rid of him for or a year. Will Fuller has, what, already six knees? Yeah. Yeah. And they can't keep offensive linemen. They traded away Javian Clowney for nothing. They traded away uh, DeAndre Hopkins. They, they got. David Johnson, I was getting all excited because I'm like, oh, Duke Johnson, Duke Johnson. I'm like, oh, that's David Johnson. <laughs> they got to change something on the back of their jerseys with their. Yeah, yeah. Because the numbers I don't get right away. But Can you imagine how many guys drafted the wrong guy during. during oh, the... I want that Johnson guy. <laughs> yeah, that D. Johnson from Houston, yeah. <laughs> so he's going to make $39 million a year over the next four years. So do you actually see them moving up? In the NFL standings in the near future, as soon as they fire their coach and <laughs> and GM, yeah, I think I, I don't I don't think O'Brien's a bad coach. I think he's a horrible GM. Yeah, he's a he's a horrible people person. Yes, he lets his um, personal things get in the way of what's good for the team. You know, it's funny because if you look at his personality and the way he operates, and you look at Chucky, oh. Yeah, they have the same personality. I'm going to show you, and but but Chucky's a little more successful at it than Bill O'Brien is. So yeah, Chucky admits to it. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and like I said, we got three signings. And so speaking of those unbelievable signings, Keenan Allen, what is he? Seventy three years old now. He, he's not, you know the funny thing is he's not that old. He's he just looks old. He just seems like he's been around forever. Because <laughs> every year I hear about him, there's some kind of injury. Not anymore. I mean, honestly, look at look back his first. Three years, he was he hurt. had he had all kinds of fluke, crazy injuries. Yeah. Since then, he's played. I would. I'm. I'm off the top of my head. Ninety <laughs> percent of the game, but everybody has that in their head. So he's a guy in drafts you plan on picking two rounds after he's supposed to be picked, right? Because nobody wants him, right? But he puts up good numbers every and year, and he ends up surprising you. Yeah. Once you get him on your roster, you can't get rid of him because nobody will trade for him. So that Keenan Allen. Not as old as you think he is. Not as old. He's just become the second highest paid receiver in NFL. But they got rid of their franchise quarterback, brought in a journeyman quarterback. Yeah. So why do you pay? Again, it makes no sense. It's it's the roster building that makes no sense. He put his signature on a four-year contract extension worth $80 million. So he is now the second highest paid receiver, but he is nowhere near the second best receiver in the NFL. No. Not at all. Is would you even consider him top ten? No, he's he's a he's a in, in fantasy wide parlance, receiver two. He's a number two, yeah, but he's a really good number two and a really rich number two. He, he's kind of like Robert Woods. Robert Woods, another guy that yeah. doesn't really get a lot of, but he puts up numbers every year. He's playing in his seventh season, so you're whole not very old. Um, how long is he gonna be able to hang around? Better be at least four more years to get that money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and, and again, in in Los Angeles, what difference does it make? Because they don't have a quarterback, so 
They're not going to do yeah. anything the next two, well, three get, years. They got Justin Herbert. And I said, they have no quarterback. <laughs> and speaking of like all those unbelievable signings and going back to the Houston situation, Houston, we have a problem. DeAndre Hopkins, who um, the head coach couldn't keep his thoughts to himself about people, <laughs> got rid of him. He signed a two-year extension with Arizona worth $54.5 million. And he received $42.75 million just for signing his name to the paper. Holy. That's walking yeah. around money. That's crazy. Keep those dreadlocks in. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put something in those. So The deal includes a no trade and no franchise clause. He uh, still had three years left on his previous deal. and uh, Wow, so he's committed to Arizona for five years. Yeah. So, But here's the thing. They're already talking about how next year's salary cap is going to be flat, if not go down. Correct. Because of the whole COVID situation this year. Yeah. And there's teams like, what did I just hear? New Orleans Saints right now are minus $78 million over the, they're over the cap. Over the cap, okay. So that's how, when they tried to make that deal for Clowney, yeah. Oh, they the tried sign to and do trade. that sign and trade thing, yeah. and they got yeah. We're gonna we're gonna shut that down. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, you got to give the guy credit for trying. We have a dollar fifty cents we can pay you this year. Is that okay? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think Clowney's all that good anyway. But well, he's another one. It's like he was he was great in college, and then he got to Houston, and wasn't he hurt? He was hurt the first year, right? He he gets hurt. He's another guy that gets hurt all a lot. the time. Like like JJ. Yeah, they take turns. Getting off the contracts, we're actually into playing people here. The Rams are reportedly deciding to start Malcolm Brown at running back over Cam Akers. How long does that last for the Rams? Uh, first play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most people, including you, expected Cam Akers to get the start at running back. So running back by committee at first, I would assume. I don't care if he doesn't. I don't care if he doesn't start as long as he gets the majority of the carries. That's all I care about. So you got... The s- typical thing where, where it started with the whole thunder and lightning in the, with New York Giants, where you have Malcolm Brown, your big banger, and then you got Cam Akers coming out of the backfield and is the little elusive guy. And successful. Yeah. Successful, yeah. <laughs> At least in college. <laughs> yeah, well, let's hope. <laughs> so uh, they're already talking about this could be one of those horrible hot hand situations where they'll start out kind of like Houston did where the first series they had Duke Johnson in there. Second series, they had David Johnson. Let's see which guy does better. And that's who we're, will play most of the game. And it cost me. And the the scary part is their, their coach is one of those guys that thinks he's smarter than everybody else in the room. So yes. Yes. He's, he's those, always trying to come up with a new wrinkle. Yeah, so you worry about that. Arrogant young guys. Yeah. 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 Adrian Peterson signed a one year deal with the Detroit lions. And with Swift, DeAndre Swift hanging around RB twenty five thirty range, and Carryon Johnson hanging around the running back thirty to forty range, this addition of Peterson can only end up being a negative for both of those guys, right? At first, at least, absolutely. You have Carryon with problems staying healthy, and Swift already having injury problems. He's questionable, I think, for this weekend. Yeah, with a hip. I I I don't remember what the injury was. He's been he's been in and out so much the last couple of weeks. So this move, apparently the thing that got Adrian Peterson to want to make the deal was that he's reunited now with Daryl Bevel from his days in Minnesota. 
and he has been told that he's going to get a chance to compete. So he can't can't go wrong there. Coach talk. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you you got to realize their their head coach is from um, Wisconsin. New England. Oh, he's from New England. Oh, the oh the head coach. Yeah, yeah. So he's got that. Let's have seventy five backs mentality. Oh. And let's have everybody have a role and only do one thing. And I don't know. I, I, Patricia worries me. <laughs> and, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I, I keep thinking Minnesota because I heard Daryl Bevel. Wasn't he in Minnesota? Oh, a while back, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Matt Patricia wasn't a good head coach the first couple of years anyway. You could have told by his beard he wasn't a good head <laughs> and coach. And that stupid pencil in his ear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not a carpenter for God's sakes. And this this story is going to matter to somebody in the fantasy football world, but the Chicago Bears have named Mitch Trubisky their starter in Chicago. Now, don't go burning up the waiver wire to try and get this guy <laughs> because that's going to probably last a game or two. A half. I'm, I'm saying a half. <laughs> and how bad are how bad do you feel if you're Nick Foles and you just realize that I got beat out by Mitch Trubisky? Ah, I'm a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's counting. He's just sitting back counting his money. He don't care. <laughs> oh man. So and then you have Mitch Trubisky, who's going to constantly be looking over his shoulder, not only at the defensive lineman coming to chase him down, <laughs> but at the, at the coaches on the sideline just waiting to. Grab Nick Foles and get him in the game. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey has been removed from the pop list in Philly. No? Yeah, yeah. No, oh, you don't like that one? No, it's, yeah, terrible. Good news and bad news in this one. On the good side, it looks like his foot injury is better. And he's now going to avoid the pop list at the beginning of the season, which would have cost him six games. Yeah. At the beginning, but the bad news. Well, now with this new rule, I don't. It's either three or six or Something. eight or it, it's it's at least a game. Yeah, exactly. It, uh, I, yeah. Whatever rule they make this week. On the bad news sides, he is still unknown if he's going to even be ready to play week one. <laughs> and actually, how well healed that foot surgery injury is. So, take your chances if you want to. This has been his problem all along. His, yeah. his foot's always a sore, so. According to head coach Doug Marone, it looks like Ryquel Armstead will not be ready to go for a while after being placed on the reserve COVID-19 list for the second time. So what does this mean for the Jaguars' backfield there, Wayne? Well, I'm I, with, with my roster moves, I'm hoping that James Robinson gets a lot of carries. But I, I, you got to feel it's got to be Peterson probably. It, well, right now they're saying a time split between Ozigbo Ozigbo's out. He's out now, too? He's on, he's on IR. Yeah. He's out at least six games. <sighs> or no. No, they said, I believe he's on the three-week. Oh, one of those things. IR thing. All right. Scratch that. <laughs> so this has already changed. Yeah. It was, this it was must have just happened yesterday. Uh, day before. <laughs> I, I have, again, another guy I have on my roster a million times. Well, there you go. James Robinson, your guy. Next. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Next guy up. Uh, it, either way, it's a situation you don't really want to be in. If, no. if you're worried about who's going to be the starting quarterback or running back in Jacksonville, you got other problems. That tells you how bad my rosters are. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is that the league where you were planning on going no running, the, that, where that, you actually might be doing that even though you have running backs? Well, because, yeah, I got two guys on All IR in, in the guillotine league. I, oh. Two of the, my four guys Ooh. are in IR. Yeah. Ooh. Not good. Not good. <sighs> After all his work to stay healthy for the rest of his career, A.J. Green has been told he is a full goal for at least the first quarter of week one. (laughs) 
This is good news for fantasy owners who continue to buy this false narrative that A.J. Green is back and ready to produce. I, for one, got fooled by this one time. <laughs> Never again. Green is out with an injury before week four of the season. This might be a, a bold prediction for me. Is that really that bold, though? Uh, yeah, considering his history, I don't know. So there you go. A.J. Green will be out by week four of the season. Whew. Which brings up the next question. Which Coach Arians do you believe? The one who, after signing Leonard Fournette, said, Ronald Jones is the starting running back. Or the Coach Arians who just said, Fournette will have a solid role in week one with the Saints, against the Saints. I go with the second one. Yeah, It's, it's but, a toss. But when you think about it, I mean, I don't remember Leonard Fournette ever being that smart. Can he, yeah. can he possibly be fully ready for? Well, let's put it this way. Up they're, they're, they're running they're running up through the tackles. <laughs> yeah, run yeah. to the right, run to the left. It's not that complicated. <laughs> so, I mean, even an idiot can carry that. RBL, RBR, <laughs> RB middle. They, they wrote on the front of his shoes. Guarantee you, look at his shoes. It probably says all on one and R on the other. Oh, man. Word out of Redskins camp is that they are planning on using a running back by committee now, too. Uh, now that they had to say goodbye to Darius Geis. Here's their murderer's row of tailbacks. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Peyton Barber, who was cut by Tampa. Yeah. Bryce Love, who can't stay healthy. Yes. Ever since he got out of college two years ago. And the little scat pack, J.D. McKissick. Is this a situation hey, you... wait, 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 wait. Am I missing someone? You forgot the, you forgot the best guy. Who? Antonio Gibson. Oh, that's right. I always forget, and it always costs me. This is why he's on my roster in every <laughs> league. <laughs> this guy better be good or I'm screwed. <laughs> oh, okay. Antonio Gibson. <laughs> I keep forgetting about him. Hopefully one week, week one, his his production in week one etches him in your mind. Yeah. Yeah, then it's too late. Yeah. Well. Eh, that's the story of my life. <laughs> Mike Evans still not practicing after suffering a hamstring injury this week. In fact, I just saw the NFL's um, injury report. Doubtful for week one. No. Not good. Not good. Who's Tom Brady going to throw to? Oh, Chris Godwin. Yeah, but they have all these amazing receivers, and now one of them's gone. It's yeah. almost like 49ers. But, you know, you know they, they, according to the according to the pundits, Tom can't throw deep, so yeah. Evans is out anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, is it, who was their speed burner? Was it Godwin or was it Evans? No, Godwin's the slot guy. <clears throat> Evans is the burner. The burner? Yeah. So they'll bring in Scotty Miller or uh, Justin Watson. Oh, boy. Good thing they they have 14 running backs there. Well, and they have a bunch of tight ends, too, so they can, That's play, right. they can play a three tight end set. Oh, we're <laughs> we're going to go big boy. 1950s football. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, he's doubtful, and this is not good considering the Tampa Bay-New Orleans game is going to be one of the late afternoon games for the weekend, Sunday afternoon. So looks like. He isn't going to be played in many leagues. Yeah. Can't wait on those guys. No. Cortland Sutton avoided some serious news, thank God, <laughs> on Thursday during practice when he went down on a route and came up bracing his shoulder. There were fears he broke something, and then after more tests, it was determined that he just sprained his AC joint. And like I've said in the past, I've had a sprained AC joint. That some bitch hurts for a couple days. 
Yeah, they'll give him a shot. Yeah. Give him an epidural. Listed as day-to-day and will likely be questionable on the injury report. Like Evans, so in our situation, fantasy GMs are going to have to watch because that's a Monday night game. Ooh. So. Heard a lot know. Heard a lot of good news about uh, Jerry Judy, though, in the, yes. in the interim. Yes. He's I don't a, have a Jerry Judy. I know. I know you really like him. And I did. Yeah. Um, and I'm taking the chance. I'm keeping Sutton in my lineup. Oh, Campbell, not not in the guillotine league. Um, I don't think I have him there, do I? Oh, I do. This we talked about this, didn't we? I don't know. Did I draft him? I don't. That's what I don't know. I, I'm in too I, many. I know you didn't get. I know you didn't get your guy in the in the. I didn't. Well, when you're picking 17 yeah. in the first round, you're not getting. Your you're guy. not getting any of your guys. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go the no running back well, draft plan there. It could. It could still work. I'm convinced <laughs> it could still work. And our final news item. David Montgomery has been playing it safe in practice after injuring his groin early on. And you always want to be safe with that groinal area, right? (laughs) Montgomery originally feared that he had torn something down there, only to find out that he did not. Thank God for everybody. Montgomery owners, it looks like he's going to be able to play week one since he has been a full participant in practice. That doesn't mean that he's not going to be on a snap count if he plays so. Temper your expectations for week one from David Montgomery. Which brings us to 20 questions for the fantasy football guru. Oh, boy. Here you go. 20 questions and off the top of your head. Go. (laughs) Does the arrival of DeAndre Hopkins and his Arizona Cardinals mean more offensive scoring for fantasy owners than when he was with Houston? Yes. You think so? Yes. Not necessarily for him, but he he will keep the chains moving. Okay. Oh, short and sweet. <laughs> As a fantasy owner with Matt Ryan, not saying you, but you know. I have been a couple of leagues. Okay, but in, in leagues, if you're a fantasy owner with Matt Ryan, are you concerned about which Matt Ryan you're going to be getting this year? Do you buy into the whole odd even year performance situation rationale? Yes, I do, and it's an even year, and it's the second year with the same coordinator, so both of those are in his favor. Okay, so you're thinking, you're looking at big numbers. Like Matt Ryan a lot. <laughs> Will Marquise Brown end up being the passing attack leader in Baltimore? Uh, no, it'll be Mark Andrews, but I think he'll have a good season. You're thinking the tight end? Yep. Wow. The passing game is the big weakness for the Ravens in 2020. Last year, team did not have a single 1,000-yard receiver. Now, didn't have a single 1,000-yard receiver, yet we handed the MVP trophy to their oh, quarterback. stop it. Hmm. You can't, you can't like Taysom Hill and say he's <laughs> going to be the next great quarterback and not like Lamar Jackson. It doesn't work. Brown led the team with only 584 yards last year. Amazing. I wonder how much Andrews had. Um, the only thing that concerns me about Andrews is his. Um, he's got um, white guy disease. No, he's got he's got a disease. He does. He has. Um, oh, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. But I did, yeah, that's the only thing that scares me a little bit because they might keep him on a on a snap count. Question number four: Is Josh Allen going to surprise fantasy owners this year and make a big leap Stop. in no. passing efficiency? No. Last year, he finished with a 58% completion percentage, which was the lowest percentage amongst the 32 starting quarterbacks last year. Bingo. 
You don't if, think it's going to? If I had a backup quarterback on, on that team, if they, they actually had one, yeah. I, I'd draft him because this guy stinks. <laughs> He's a runner only. And once the, once the team's figured out they're going to do something defensively to embarrass him. Number five, are you at all convinced that this 2020 is the year that A.J. Green will have an injury-free season? It is the weirdest year on record, but he's already heard so no. Yeah, so no. (laughs) Will we ever see Odell Beckham at elite form again? I I'm saying no. I I have I have I have hope and and belief in the Browns this year, as you're gonna find out in Must Starts Don't Bothers. But wait a minute. Let's let's go back to last year at this time. Did we have hope and belief in the Browns? Yeah, 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 we did. Bingo. (laughs) Okay. Number seven, will Drew Locke be able to take advantage of a talent-rich offense in Denver? Um, yeah, I want to say yes so bad, but... But, but no, I, because you don't like Drew Locke? It's not that I don't like Drew... I don't know enough about Drew Locke to... to but, but I go on the history of John Elway. He's horrible at picking quarterbacks that's that's true Tim so Te- if he picked Tim Tebow yes so if I if I had to if I had to pick a side I'd say no all right what will a fantasy running game in Detroit be like this year now that the team brought in Adrian Peterson uh, I'm, I'm going I'm going with my heart on this one yes by week three yes DeAndre Swift will be the running back in Detroit okay and now he that make- could be a bold prediction Okay, let's go with that because he he's going to make people forget about Sanders. Okay, wow. So he's going to spend the whole game running and get minus three yards. No, he's going to make them forget about that. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Number nine. Does Aaron Rodgers have enough receiving talent to make him a fantasy stud this year? He has enough talent. I I, I revert back to the Brett Favre years when he had no receivers and everybody. Complained about it, but he still elevated everybody. Right. Problem is, Brett wasn't afraid to throw an interception. Right. Aaron is afraid to throw an interception. Right. So he doesn't throw it when he should throw it. In a lot of cases, he throws it away or he just eats it. Yeah. It's called managing the game. It's called not being a good quarterback. Oh, <laughs> stop. Now it's like Dan's back. <laughs> that was my homage to Dan. <laughs> Number 10, is Phillip Rivers a viable fantasy quarterback anymore? No. He hasn't been for a number of years. Is he even an upgrade from Jacoby Brissett? Yes. Will will his interception numbers be... This is like an A and B from... Yeah. Will his interception numbers be down from last season with the Chargers? They have to be. That's not even an easy, a bold prediction. It's like, well, he threw, what, 20, 20... Something. Yeah, it's got to be, can't be worse than that. No, he. I mean, <laughs> Indianapolis is a much more um, conservative offense. All right. They throw closer to the line of scrimmage. They don't throw as much. I. I he, he's got to have his interceptions down. All right. Did you watch any of the game on Thursday? No, I no. was on the road. Is Clyde Edwards-Elair ready to be a top-tier running back? The oddest statistic you're going to take out of that Thursday night game. Yes. He didn't catch a pass. None. He did not catch a pass. No, he did have pass catches. He did have catches. I looked in. I looked in the box score. He said no. Uh, or was there? For... Were there penalties on those plays? Because I saw him catch a pass. I'll relook at it. But I, I did check the box score after the game, and we, when I saw zero for zero, I'm like, 
What? Unless I think you have a different a running back. He, he had a ton of ton of running yards, but yeah. which surprised me. I mean, I think he's better than I thought he was. You know, cause I could have swore because Henry was at, at Champs with me, and we were watching because he has. Oh, wait, no, it's David Johnson. See? Yeah, he's got David Johnson. There you go, see? I think the same guy. I don't know. I don't, why are you arguing with me? I'm the guru. Oh, that's right. <laughs> why are you arguing with me? Okay, I'm not. I'm not. You're right. <laughs> Question number 12. When will Tua Tagovailoa see the field in 2020 as a team starting quarterback? What's our bet? I, I don't remember. It's whatever our bet is. It's a game <laughs> after that. I, I think, no, I mean, realistically, yeah. um, Miami has a really easy early schedule. Yeah. So if they were going to start him early in the season – they should have started him game one and let him have the first three games pretty easy. Right. So I think starting um, Fitzpatrick, he's going to do his, his normal thing. Right. He'll have good games. It's going to be hard to take him out. So until they tank. So, I mean, at least at, at least five games has got to be Well, minimal. our bet is <clears throat> Ryan Fitzpatrick will start half of the season for Miami. Yeah, so I, like I said, game nine. He'll start game nine. <laughs> He'll start game nine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, nothing like going out on a limb. Well, you know me. <laughs> All right, number 13, lucky number 13. Is Justin Jefferson going to be able to fill the shoes for fantasy owners that Stefan Diggs left empty? Or is it still too early for that? I don't. Again, you know, you know, I've all along been preaching no, no rookies, no rookies, no rookies. Even though, and then you drafted them all in the CFL. Yeah, yeah. Well, because that, that's a whole different story. But no, I mean, I don't think rookie rookie receivers this year. Uh, traditionally, they don't have a lot of impact their first year. But last year, we saw the really good receivers come in and make make an impact. I just don't think in this year a team that runs the ball more than they like to pass a team that uh, is ultra-conservative. They have Thielen, who they like to throw to. I, I just don't see the guy getting enough chance to make him worthwhile. All right. Number 14. That that was longer than a yes or no. I know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Number 14. Is Cam Newton past his prime for fantasy owners? No. Okay. Sorry to disappoint you, Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number 15. Will Daniel Jones be able to fix his turnover issues for the Giants this year? Um, I think I think they'll coach that out of him. I mean, fumbles are, you know, you start getting them and they start they just build on themselves. I don't think he's that bad. I don't think he's that good of a quarterback, but I don't think he's that, you know, turnover prone. Right. Number sixteen. Will Le'Veon Bell and Adam Gase coexist this season and allow fantasy owners a chance to get some good stats from Bell? Regardless of whether Gase and Bell get along, they will not get good stats from Bell. Okay. He recorded three point two yards per carry last season. He's lost he's not he's not as good as he was. All right. Number seventeen is Jimmy Crapopolo, a starting option in fantasy football, considering all the questions at receiver for the forty ers They still have Kettle. Okay. So he regardless, they'll they'll tape some and again. <laughs> Tape someone together. No, they'll, tape, they'll tape parts of a guy's that put them together. His arm. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, he, he, you know, they actually have a, a coach that's pretty dang smart. He'll okay. he'll scheme it so that they. And they'll throw, they'll throw their running backs. They've got um, McKinnon he, back. You call him smart, even though he wears his baseball cap like he's a skateboarder. Well, you know, 
When you start to get in that mid mid age part, yeah. you try to start to look young. Try to look younger. Yeah, okay. yeah, it may not be working, but he's trying. Number eighteen. What do you see as the final running back situation in Tampa Bay for fantasy owners? Uh, Leonard Fournette getting the first two uh, two downs. Okay. They'll bring in McCoy. They'll find out McCoy sucks. <laughs> McCoy will get cut. Damn, we should have cut him earlier. But because um, and Ogunga Bowale signed with Baltimore. Yep. Oh no, no. Um, um Jacksonville. Did, did he sign? Um, Jacksonville. But didn't he sign as a practice squad? No, he's he's on the roster for Is he? because because so they have even more running backs now. Well, because Zigbo's on IR because Armstead oh. is on COVID nineteen yeah. secret super probation. Yeah, you know, so he's over there. So I think they're going to end up cutting McCoy. I think they're going to end up doing what Jacksonville did to Fournette last year. Okay, which was they're going to force him all those little dink passes near the goal near the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. I think Fournette could actually put up good numbers this year. I don't like to hear that. That's a, that's a bold prediction. Okay. Damn it. Number 19. Will Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry be able to build on their breakout seasons from last year? Uh, I don't know that they're going to get better than they were last year. I mean, he was in the top 10 quarterbacks when he was starting. Okay. So I don't know if he can be better. I think he'll do as well. I mean, it's, it's a great, you know, run to set up the pass situation. So I think he'll put up good numbers, and I think Henry will put up good numbers such that he can right. as a I-can't-catch-the-ball running back. <laughs> you're you're going to die on that sword. I'm, I'm dying on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, number 20, this isn't really fantasy football related, but hey, Uh-oh. it's a question. All right. Who is going to be the first head coach fired during the season? Will there be one? Oh, and there when def- will it happen? There definitely will be one. Who has the expectations? Um uh, you know, you know what? I'm going to go with a surprise. I think it's going to be the Chargers. I think really, they're, they're just going to get to the point where they're fed up with. It's either it's either the Chargers or Atlanta. They they both play horribly the first half of the season, and they scramble like crazy to get in the playoff picture, and then just miss the playoffs. Yeah. I think this is the year where they just <laughs> say, "You're done." Look, you, get, you get can't out of here. You, you can't not win the first half of the season. I am going to go with Adam Gase. Yeah, and I, I think he's going to be gone by. Their bye week is week 11. I don't think he makes it past the bye week. I, I think pro- probably if you look at Vegas, odds, yeah. which I don't know what they are, but I, I would bet that Gase would be number one. O'Brien but you know would, you can put money on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> is is it something you can get? Yeah. And I think O'Brien probably is going to be number two in that in that list. But, yeah, those those are bad teams. All right. So we're going to move on. Did you like that? Did you enjoy it? Were you that was, scared? It was surprising. Yeah, I was a little scared. Uh, you know. <laughs> scared. But, you know, never never let it be said I didn't have an opinion about something. Well, I know. Well, there you go. <laughs> we're going to go into the must-starts and don't bothers for week one. And as always, we start with the quarterbacks. Take this for what you want. Um, my number one must-start, and you're going to be kind of surprised with these. I'm going Tyrod Taylor. Oh. The Chargers. You know I'm not a fan of Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Except for this week. He is always going to have one good game, and that should be this weekend when the Chargers face off against the rebuilding Bengals team. Tyrod Taylor might be somebody you want to get in. And now they have Keenan Allen, the rich guy. Hopefully he doesn't have his money in his <laughs> exactly. pocket. Exactly. He's got that wallet. If he's got that wallet in the back pocket, he can run a little funny. Number two must start Ben Roethlisberger of Pittsburgh. Despite the addition of James Bradbury to the secondary, the Giants' secondary is 
porous at best. I like Roethlisberger to try and show everyone that his elbow is better. He would be a guaranteed starter for me if I had him in any of my leagues. And then here's the one that's really going to surprise you. Kyler Murray of Arizona. That doesn't really surprise me. Uh, I don't know what the hell's happening to me here, but... No, the Tyrod Taylor got me, but... Uh... Uh, two quarterbacks that I can't stand <laughs> in my must-starts. <laughs> well, it comes down to matchups for me. I've learned to not go with my heart, there go with go. my head. <laughs> Last year, Murray scored 23 fantasy points in both of his games against the 49ers. Get him in your lineups. As far as don't bother as a quarterback for me, Baker Mayfield of Cleveland. Uh, like I said in our little thing earlier, I believe he's going to have a better season this year compared to last, but not this weekend when they go up against a still very stout Ravens defense. You have to have somebody else on your roster to put in this weekend. You can start Baker Mayfield. Number two, Kirk Cousins of Minnesota. The Packers dominated Cousins last season. He scored a total of two touchdowns in two games and threw three interceptions while the Packers' defense improved late last year. The Vikings also have the 23rd-ranked offensive line in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. And even though they are considered better in run offense than passing offense, um, you still don't want to be taking a chance with Kirk Cousins. My final guy this week for don't bother is a quarterback, Matthew Stafford of Detroit. Normally this season, I'm going to be a Stafford fan. But last year, the Bears were tough on opposing signal callers. I think Stafford is going to be a possible candidate for comeback player of the year, assuming Alex um, Smith doesn't get on the field. <laughs> he, he plays one down. Alex Smith is the comeback player of the year. Absolutely. Absolutely. But if not, Stafford might win it. Um, ah, but but I, remember I, Big Ben. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, oh, it's going to be a, that's a good race. Battle. That's a good battle, yeah. Uh, anybody for you at quarterback, or are you all right? I'm going chalk. I'm going uh, Cam, sorry, yeah. Wentz, and uh, the Brady. As a must-start? Yeah. Uh, that, that's going to be a fun game to watch. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's one of those games crushed. that he always shines in. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, New Orleans has a good defense, but. I'm just going to take Brady just, just, just because. Just, just because I already took Cam, might as well take Brady. <laughs> there you go. Let's move the running backs, everybody. We're going to start with this one. Josh Jacobs must start for the Vegas, the Vegas Raiders. Everyone in fantasy football drafted this guy to be their number one running back for, for them. This is going to be the week when that move looks like an obvious one. The Panthers' defense is nothing to write home about. In fact, they could actually be the worst defense in the NFL this year. So... Josh Jacobs could be the man. Marlon Mack of Indianapolis. I'm not sold on either one of these guys between Marlon Mack or Jonathan Taylor yet because we don't know what's going to happen. But we're going to wait till this weekend and see what it is. And if if I had to start one of them, I'd be leaning towards Marlon Mack. I'm thinking the Colts are going to want to ease Taylor into the lineup, especially considering the very little training camp and no preseason games. Um, And I think Mack may be the best chance for a big day against the questionable Jacksonville defense. Did you hear what their coach said about him? Oh boy, did I miss something? They're gonna they're gonna start Mac. Yeah. Um, they're gonna put Taylor in, in the middle. Okay. And and end with Mac. That's what they said. Okay. That doesn't so, sound good. So like a running back Oreo cookie. Exactly. <laughs> Great. Exactly. 
My third must start for this week, week one, Kenyon Drake of Arizona. He is out of his boot, and he's ready to go this week. He was a beast last season against the 49ers. His second game against them last year was even better than the first one. Get Drake in your lineup this weekend. As far as don't bothers, we're going to make this one really easy. We're just going to go with all the Rams running backs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so down on this group right now just because you don't know what's going to be happening at all. What are they even thinking? And yes, the Cowboys defense is looking like they may be pretty good this season, but uh, did you hear what head coach Sean McVay said? He he said... Something smart, I bet. (laughs) We won't get a clear picture of who's emerging from the Cam Akers, Malcolm Brown, and Daryl Henderson group until after this game. That means... They're all going to play. Yeah. No, thanks. Nah, no. I'll be leaving all the Rams <laughs> running backs alone this week. Le'Veon Bell of the Jets. I honestly don't know, even know why fantasy owners drafted this guy. It really isn't Bell's fault, though. Well, maybe it is a little bit. He did sign with a team that has absolutely no <laughs> idea how to use him. And that is a problem with Bell this season. I predict he will be put on waivers on many fantasy teams this season, and he will be a major bust in fantasy football. My final must start for running backs, Jordan Howard of Miami. On his third team in as many seasons, and you would think he has a chance to finally do something, but I'm not sure he will. The Dolphins also brought in Matt Breida this season, and they also faced the Patriots this week, who only allowed one rushing touchdown all year last year. Anybody for you? Uh, I'd go Chris Carson for Seattle against Atlanta. Must start? Must start. Yep. Um, I would go Kamara against Tampa Bay at home. Is his back going to be okay after He's, his epidural? Apparently, now they, he had this last year too. Yeah. And they're saying the last uh, week he's been fine. Okay. So uh, apparently he's, he's good to go. That's good. Um, James Conner, play him now before oh, he gets hurt. You know, and, and they're, they're talking James Conner is going to be a stud this year. Yeah, against the Giants this oh, week. Man. Yeah, and then um, I'm just doing this for Dan. I'd play I'd play Henry against the Denver without um, Von Von Miller without Von Miller. Yeah. yeah, so those are my those are my ones. Let's move on to the wide receivers, shall we? Must starts this week. DJ Moore for the Panthers. Remember my comment about the Panthers' defense being the worst in the NFL? Well, that means the Panthers are likely going to be playing from behind against the Raiders. This could translate into a lot of attention going to Moore and the other receivers. So get him in. Hopefully Teddy Bridgewater will be able to get him the ball. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton of Indianapolis. You may be tempted to look at Hilton's past performances against the Jaguars and say, mm, not really. But that would be extremely misleading. There was a time when the Jags had one of the best cornerback duels in the NFL. But sadly, both of those guys are long gone. Last year, Hilton was 11th amongst wide receivers with over 12 fantasy points per game. And finally, must start DJ Chark of Jacksonville. The horrible Jacksonville defense is going to have a huge impact on the passing offense for the Jags, kind of like, you know, with the Carolina Panthers. (laughs) They will be behind a lot this season, which means the offensive play calling is going to be heavy on passing. Last year with Fournette, Chark had 118 targets in a breakout season. As far as don't bother for me, Devontae Parker of Miami. 
as bad as the Patriots' defense is going to be this year, they still have the best defensive back in professional football, Stephon Gilmore. He's going to be blanketing Parker all day, and it's going to be ugly for him. Plus, there is no Fitzmagic left in Ryan's arm. I don't buy it. it. Keep Parker on your bench. Another don't bother for me, Odell Beckham Jr. of Cleveland. Much like with Baker Mayfield, I'm I'm not down on Beckham this year yet. Just this week. This is a bad matchup for them to start the season. In his two games last year against the Ravens, Beckham had a total, that's right, a total of six catches for 66 yards. I'm going to be a spectator this weekend with Odell Beckham. Um as as well as any other offensive weapons on the Browns team. And finally, my other don't bother for receiver, Julian Edelman of New England. Let's face it. No one knows what is going to happen at quarterback for the Patriots. Add the fact that Julian Edelman did not have a good season against Miami last year. I think the Patriots are going to lean heavy on the run game this week because the secondary is the obvious strength for the, the Dolphins' defense. Last year, Dolphins could not stop the run and that running game is a strength for the Patriots line. So, there it is. Well, you. Uh, I'm going to go uh, DK Metcalf for Seattle. Lockett as well. I mean, I'd play either, either guy for Seattle. Yeah. Anybody. So, Lockett's finally going to show up? I, I think it's going to be a good. <laughs> against Atlanta, it's gonna be a, it should be a shootout. If they, um, what, what's the let Russ. Let is, Russ play? No, there's. They, they, we want to play, hashtag. The, there's some. Thing out there with the Seattle hashtag team. BLM. Let let it's not let him eat, but it's one of those stupid let things. Let Russ. And I don't know what no. it is, but that's 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 the <laughs> purveying thing. Uh, Indianapolis. There's got to be a, a receiver from Indianapolis that's going to do it. So you go Hilton or one yeah. of the rookies. I'm going to go with um, uh, Paris Campbell. Oh, Paris Campbell. Yes. Yeah, because because you know. We can only throw close to the line of scrimmage, so that's Paris Campbell's. And game, I already so. had T.Y. Hilton, so. Oh, there you go. There you go. And um, you got to go with um, Nuke in Arizona against okay. San Francisco. I mean, if if um, Murray's going to have a good game, he's got to throw to somebody. Exactly. And then uh, Tampa Bay, we got to go Chris Godwin since Evans isn't looking like he's going to play. Okay. All right. That, that'd be it. And finally, we end with the tight ends because we don't care about kickers. <laughs> Must starts for tight Wait ends. Wait a minute. I, I had a whole list of kickers here. <laughs> Hayden Hurst of Atlanta. In 2019, the Seahawks defense gave up 1,099 yards to tight ends. Now, I, I know this is not last year, and we shouldn't be living on the past, but stats are stats, <laughs> and they mean something. I think Hurst has a chance to be spectacular this weekend against the Seahawks defense. That is not what it was in the past. I also like Noah Fant of Denver. You drafted this guy thinking he was going to be a stud for you, and he just may be that. You're going to find out a lot this weekend. The Titans gave up 8.9 fantasy points per game to tight ends in 2019. That was the fourth most in the NFL to that position. Get Fant in your lineup. And finally, Tyler Higby of the Rams. Last season's toward last season towards the end of the year, Higby was a monster. It's going to be the same this year, and and pick he's going to pick up where he left off. Possibly, who knows? I just think he might. I hope so. I expect Higby to get huge target numbers in the end zone. Now that Gurley is gone, and they are left wondering at running back, 
who to start this year. So <laughs> look for a lot of 12 personnel from the Rams in the red zone, and Higby could be a stud this season. As far as don't bothers, Chris Herndon of the Jets. Another weekend, any other weekend, I just may be okay with getting him in my lineup, but not this one. Let's face it. If going against the Buffalo Bills defense, that has always been pretty tough on tight ends. Don't risk it this week. Austin Hooper with Cleveland. Uh, I don't, I don't want to keep praising the Baltimore defense, but... <laughs> hey, if you're good, you're good. This is just too easy. Even if it wasn't the Ravens this weekend, history shows us that Baker Mayfield has never targeted his tight end in his short career with Cleveland. At best, Hooper is going to be the fourth or fifth option for the Browns' offense behind OBJ, Landry, Kareem Hunt, and uh, whoever else. And oh yeah, the Baltimore Ravens didn't allow a tight end to to top 50 receiving yards last year, and they ranked third in points allowed to the position. So take a break with Austin Hooper this week and keep him on your bench. You? Yeah, you know, tight end is a rich position this year. There's just <laughs> a lot of guys that are good. Okay. So I'm I'm liking Greg Olson in Seattle. Okay. Because, again, Russ, I got to throw to somebody. Yes. I'm liking Ertz and um, Goddard in Philadelphia. Did you hear, speaking of Ertz, did you hear him say that he, he thinks this is his last year with Philly? Yes, yeah, same, same thing that Bakhtiari said about the Packers. Yeah. He goes, I, I don't think it's going to work next year. I don't think they want me around. I don't think it's that they don't want him. It's this It's this escalating salary. You can't yeah. keep paying everybody. It's just crazy. You can't play too, pay too Yeah, but who's ends. Philly paying? Well, they're, Wentz just got a contract. Yeah. Miles Sanders is going to get a contract. Uh, you got to get Jeffries off the off the books. I don't know why they keep bringing him back. He just gets hurt every year. So <laughs> why, why are you paying him? Just get rid of him. But, yeah, I mean, they, they and, and they've got a lot of money invested in their offense and defensive lines. So that, that's just me, though. But so, yeah, those guys. Uh, surprise guy, Jack Doyle from Indianapolis. Yes, I was going to put him in. Could could be good. Arizona, you got you cannot forget the mailman, Dan Arnold. I've never even heard of him. Dan Arnold? No. He's from Wisconsin. Is he really? He played UW lacrosse, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. He played so, at UW Parkside? He, one of those. <laughs> he, 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 he was on the New Orleans Saints um team right never really got to play they cut him last year the last three games for um he played for arizona he scored uh two touchdowns in three games wow and uh they they love him yeah murray wonder if i can get him in the league no i got him oh damn it so fine um also uh tampa bay i'm going with oj howard oh you're taking oj out of the three of them get about gronk Forget about Brait. OJ Howard's the guy. I think I think he's going to play good this game because again they got to they got to move the ball somehow. And Brait's uh or um Howard's a advantage guy. And and they got to get some trade bait out there. Absolutely. Um, look at um, Jarwin. Yeah. For Dallas. Okay. Uh, Eric Ebron for Pittsburgh. And Juju or Juju. Ju, uh, oh. John U. Smith? John U. Smith in Tennessee. Okay. So I got them all. I, na- I nailed there it, but you, you didn't nail, so. Yeah, well. <laughs> Play any tight end. It doesn't matter. <laughs> They're going to catch the ball. Yeah. And that's it for the news and notes. That's it for the 20 questions for a fantasy football guru. And that's it for our must-starts and don't bothers, which means it's time to make some money. Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. 
are. They don't play the same games here as they do at them regular casinos. It's time for our sports investing segment. And um, as you know, uh, Dan and I made our NFL bets a few weeks ago when they first came out, When even before they knew there was even going to be a season. <laughs> so uh, our bets are up on the website. And I never gave this out before because we were too busy jibber-jabbering. But cffpodcast.com, the website and you got questions, comments, and concerns about those picks on there, or you want to get some more information, send us an email, cffpodcast at hotmail.com or dan at strap1971 at yahoo.com. If you have your own 20 questions, send them if in. If you have your own 20 questions, you can even call them up and, and leave a question on the fan line, 414-520-8249. Yeah, stump via, me, I dare you. <laughs> via voicemail or text. It's, it's completely your call, whatever you want to do. And then we'll play it or read it on the air, but... So this week, we have our week two of college football. And with week two of college football, it begs one more question. You ready? It begs? Begs one more question. All right. How stupid do you think the Big Ten and Pac-12 feel right now? <laughs> that they they chickened out before even trying to say yes. Did, did, you, see, did you see the picture I sent you? Yes. The free COVID does. <laughs> yeah. I Damn it, we waited too I was, long. I was laughing at we that. We didn't wait long enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, and now they're going to they're gonna vote again, apparently, see if they can change their minds. Yeah, it's what, already what, too what late. What does it start, like Thanksgiving? Is yeah, that that's, what that's what their new thing is, Thanksgiving, yeah. but that's already too late. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, that's two months have gone by. So, um, I'll let you go through your pro games first. Okay. And I'll, I'll let you know what I think of those. I'm actually super, super organized on the pro games. The, the college, not so much. Okay. But, yeah, let me get my sheet. So I just want to mark everything as so I, so I don't tell you wrong stuff. That's all right, because you don't want to do that. Okay, I'm going to start. And I'm not going to I'm gonna not, I'm not gonna start how the sheet's set up. I, I'm going to start how I have them written down. Because if you would have went with, if you're going with my picks, you already have a winner. I do? No, I would have. You would have if you went with my picks. Oh, with um, I, I, Kansas City? Dan and I both had Kansas City minus the 10 points. Good. See? So there you go. So I should just copy your guys' stuff. Well, and well not... you, you should, but, I mean, you would have uh, been better off because, like I said, on, on college, you started off really well. Yeah. Maybe I stick to college. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. It's, first week. We'll it, it's the first week. Yeah, come on. All right, so... Um, Let's see, going going on, uh, I'm going to take the New York Jets. Okay. Minus a six and a half. Okay. Not not comfy with that, but I'm taking it. I'm taking Indianapolis. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I take it back. Jets plus six and a half. Indianapolis minus seven and a half. Okay. That's it. And... Um, I'm going to go under on the Cleveland Baltimore game, 48 and a half. That's probably not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, over on the Seattle Atlanta game. I got to write these down. Good because it's hashtag let Russ eat or whatever. That, yeah. I, 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 I got to find that one. That, that, <laughs> they said it. I'm like, are you kidding? We got to tag everything now. <laughs> I guess everybody's living at home, so they got no choice. Yeah, they have nothing else to do. Um, taking uh, New Orleans minus three and a half. Okay, so you got lucky on that one because when, when we made our bets, 
It was New Orleans minus four and a half, so that's what I'm stuck with. Oh, I'm taking it. Give me more points. I'll take it every day. And I'm going to go uh, under on the Pittsburgh New Giants game. Okay. What did you say you were getting for the Jets? Plus the, what? The Jets were plus six and a half. Yeah. See, when we did it, it was six. Okay. So you, you're doing better on these. I'll just, I'll, you know, I should have waited. See? Damn it. Well, that's it's the public pushing the numbers. So yeah. yeah. It's always the way it goes. All right. So I got, uh, I think I got everything right there. All right. Yep. Which moves us now to college. And uh, those games are starting today. So I'm going to get this uploaded right away. You should have plenty of time to call your man or, or uh, go on your favorite sports betting website and make these moves. And I'm starting with this one. I got two bets on this game. Louisiana Tech Raging Cajuns. I'm going with the money line because it's plus 390 against Iowa State. And I'm going with the the point spread of plus 11.5. This weekend, like last weekend, is going to be filled with upset possibilities. And my favorite one for this weekend is Louisiana Tech versus Iowa State. I think Louisiana Tech has a chance to win this game outright, which is why I'm taking the plus 390 on the money line. Many people will think that Iowa State is coming from a Power 5 conference and Louisiana Louisiana Tech comes from the weakest FBS conference, but I believe they're going to be wrong. Iowa State has been known to be caught unprepared for non-conference games. Remember back to last year when it was when it took triple overtime for Iowa State to beat Northern Iowa by only 3 points. In 2018, Iowa Iowa State beat Akron by a mere 13 points. And they should be throttling these teams. With what is going on this year so far, this is probably the best upset opportunity on the board with Louisiana Tech being one of the best teams in the Sun Belt Conference. And with that being said, like I told you, I'm also using Louisiana Tech getting 11.5 points because why not? If I think they're going to win the game anyway, might as well take the 11 points also. Wait, you're at Louisiana Lafayette? Uh, Louisiana, Louisiana Tech. Yeah, no, Louisiana Lafayette is, are they the Raging Cajuns? Yeah. Oh, did I put them down as Louisiana Tech? That's what I'm, that, that's why I'm asking. I'm, I, I just want to be clear. Whoever's playing Iowa State. Well, because they they call Louisiana Lafayette, they now call Louisiana. Yeah. Okay. For some odd reason, they, they don't call They don't take the Lafayette, kind of like Memphis State took off the state. Yeah, I don't get it, but. So it's Louisiana Lafayette playing uh, Iowa? State? Iowa State, correct. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then ignore the whole Louisiana Tech thing because they're actually not the Raging Cajuns. <laughs> well, they could be. The name could be. I don't, who knows? They're, I think they're the Bulldogs, aren't they? I have no idea. Okay. I, I know what Lafayette is. I don't know. I'm what going the- with the Raging Cajuns. <laughs> Whether it's Tech or Lafayette. It's definitely Lafayette. All right. Do you have any first game for you? Uh, I'm taking Arkansas State over Kansas State. Oh, nice. Because uh, Kansas hasn't even practiced once. Kansas State hasn't practiced? Has not practiced. They're, they're, them and Kansas both have COVID issues. Really? So neither one of them has practiced yet. Uh, Arkansas State's already played a game and had 15 practices. I, I have two stats for you. Love them. Uh, teams with more the more spring practices this year in week one were 4-0 against the spread. Okay. That, and that applies to Arkansas State. Also, since 2012... Teams that have a game under their belt versus uh, a team playing its first game, they only cover 40% of the time, but I'm taking Arkansas State anyway. I'm giving everybody the numbers that I got, but I'm 
taking Damn, them anyway. I didn't realize that Kansas. You just made me change my uh, ESPN. Um, well, don't make don't streak make for the, the cash. Don't make me the bad guy. Well, that's all right. <laughs> Unless they win, then I'm great. They had they had a, one of their one of their picks in there was will both Kansas State and Iowa State win their game this week. Kansas State and Iowa State. Yeah. I would not take either one of them. Well, yeah, because isn't Kansas State playing Arkansas State? That's correct. And they haven't. If they haven't seriously, if they seriously have not practiced, they have not practiced. Oh, so I, I. Why don't I make a bet on that? I, I don't see that. You know, and uh, yeah. Hey, my next game: Notre Dame minus twenty points versus Duke. Welcome Notre Dame to the ACC, everyone. <laughs> Usually, I'm not a fan of the Irish because. They're often overhyped early in the season by all their Fairweather fans. By the way, do you know how to tell that someone attended Notre Dame for school? They got a big gold noggin? No, just, just wait a minute or two and they'll tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, this, this year Notre Dame is well worth the number 10 ranking they're getting at the beginning of the season. And Duke, well, this isn't a basketball game. <laughs> Duke is going to have their hands full much the same way they did last year when Notre Dame beat them 38-7. to Give me Duke, and I will lay the 20 points. Your next game. I'm also taking Notre Dame. All right. Minus the 20. All right. Then I'll have Louis. This one I know I have right. Louisiana Monroe Warhawks versus Army. I'm taking the under of 54.5. I learned something from Wayne last week. What was that? <laughs> Take the unders let's, early let's, in the game. Let's, let's bask in this. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I'm not on the bandwagon a little too late with this, but uh, after looking at the point spread in this one, I think it's way too high. As we saw last week, Army is going to score early and then just run that clock out on you with that boring triple option. We don't know. Did they even throw a pass last week? Uh, they did not. Oh, man. Give me the under... It, with a bullet in this game, 54 and a half, I'll take it. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this little stat. <laughs> okay. Army won last year's game 51 to 29. Uh-oh. So that's an 80-point. Was that against same team. Louisiana? Oh, yep. no. I'm taking the over. Oh, shit. <laughs> See, I'm on the bandwagon too late. <laughs> <laughs> I said on early games, he's, uh, uh, Army's already played a game. Damn it. And I, I think I think the hype on Army has, you know, gone over. Yeah. So just like I think Navy will be unduly under this year. This okay. Week. I, I think Army is is not getting what they should be getting. So. Damn it! Here goes my parlay. <laughs> North Carolina minus twenty three versus Syracuse. There's a chance that North Carolina is going to be a big time player in the ACC this year, and that's not just hype. They are returning 87% of their offense that was ranked 16th in passing in the NCAA last year. The same cannot be said for Syracuse. They are returning just 61% of their offense, and they ranked 114th in success rate last year, whatever the hell that means. They also ranked in the bottom five FBS teams in sack rate allowed. Give me North Carolina, and I will gladly dump the 20 points. I'm also taking North Carolina. Minus minus 23? Yeah. All right. Next game, Texas Tap versus UTEP, under 58. Let's face it, the Miners are terrible. 
they're going to have problems scoring any points against Texas. In fact, they had to come back from a double-digit deficit last week to beat Stephen F. Austin. Texas has a whole new defensive mindset this year, and they should be vastly improved from last year. And offensive coordinator Tom Herman has said that he plans to utilize two tight end sets for the Longhorns, so this should be a grinded-out type of game. Give me the under for the Miners and the Longhorns, 58 points. I didn't take the under. You, you did not take the over. I took Texas and laid the points. Okay. That's it for my picks. And as always, I parlay all of them to win a big thing as long as they're all right. Okay, did I did I give you South? I, I'm completely lost now, I'll be honest. Uh, did I give you South Alabama? Nope. I'm taking South Alabama and the eight points against Tulane. Okay. I am taking Clemson, laying the 33. Okay. Oh, you're you're going with that one, huh? Yeah, I I um, looked at uh, the last two years. Clemson, uh, the last two games they played against uh, Wake Forest, beat them fifty-two to three and sixty-three to three. Okay. So I I don't think there's any way they're not going to cover that. <laughs> All right. Um, the under for the Georgia Tech Florida State game. Okay. Under was fifty. I have it as fifty-two. Yeah, Georgia Tech couldn't. Couldn't score on anybody last year. Yeah, and Florida State still, they have the worst offensive line in yeah. college football. And so. they don't have a running back. They yeah. lost Cam Akers. So, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a shot in the dark. Uh, Coastal Carolina, I think you already talked about. Nope. Oh, well, I'm taking Coastal Carolina because of the, they've practiced 15 times, had a game, <laughs> and Kansas has not had a game yet this year. Oh, God. And, and Kansas is Kansas. They're well, like the Duke. Well, yeah, and here's here's the other here's the other stat that I got in that game. Teams that have won three or less games the year before and are playing an FBS squad as the favorite are eleven and twenty six versus a spread. Wow. So I'm taking Coastal Carolina. I don't know anything about Coastal Carolina, <laughs> but this is gambling. I'm not I think I don't the, gotta know anything. They're the Chanticleers. Chanticleers, I think? yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You are correct. See, you got your you got your. I, I know my 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 mascots. You got your names down. Um, so <laughs> that got that North Carolina. I already gave you, uh, the Lafayette Iowa State game. Yes, I'm taking the uh, under fifty seven. Okay, I'm just writing these down so I got them all. <laughs> and then the Duke under, I got that as well. So okay, that's that's what I got. And there it is. And always remember, you can uh, go on the website CFF Podcast and get a little clearer picture of what those all look like in case you didn't write them all down while you're driving and listening to the podcast. <laughs> I try. It doesn't work very well. <laughs> it looks like that that accident. Did you see that accident on, online in California on I-5? No. With the semi-driver. I don't know if he fell asleep or something. Probably. Because they had a guy was driving a Tesla and he had a camera out from his rearview mirror. Oh, geez. And it showed the truck, the semi way behind him. And just try, and you could see him kind of like swerving. Okay. And all of a sudden, full speed when the traffic was slowing down into all these cars, just blasted wow. right through them. Wow. So, but anyways, uh. stay awake. Don't write them down while you're driving. <laughs> That's right. Pull over. Write these picks down and then call <laughs> your man. But remember, it's only gambling if you don't know where, what you're doing, and that's us sometimes. Well, the beauty is we actually, it's recorded. 
Yeah. And so, it's written down. Exactly. So you don't you don't have to do anything. Just wait till you get wherever you're going. Yeah. So, and it and uh don't bet any more you can afford to lose people because you know you still gotta put food on the table. But with that being said, it's time for the most popular segment of the podcast. Well, I thought we already did the twenty questions. Well, that might be the new one. <laughs> That's right, everybody. Until the stats come in for the this episode, the most most popular part of this podcast is the fantasy girl of the week. And as you know, it's 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 guy time. The chance for you to take a look at uh, some beautiful women and learn something about them and find out more that there's more to them than just a beautiful face and and body. So we we ask you the question that we always do: what what profession? Uh, I'm gonna say she's a professional wrestler. <laughs> ah, no, I'm so close. No, no, you're not close at all. <laughs> at least you didn't guess model. Oh, uh, well, is she not a model either? No. Oh, everybody, your fantasy girl of the week, Tommy Lauren. Check her out on the website cffpodcast.com under the fantasy girl page. Tommy Lauren was born August 11th, 1992. She is an American conservative political commentator and former television host. Okay, then I take I take umbrage with what you said. That's wrestling. I've seen those guys. <laughs> that is wrestling. She hosted a show called Tommy on the Blaze, where she gained notoriety for her short video segments called Final Thoughts, in which she frequently criticized liberal politics. Lauren was suspended from the blaze in March 2017 after saying in an an interview on The View that she believed women should have illegal access to abortion. In August of 2017, she joined Fox News as a contributor and now hosts a show, a talk show on Fox Nation. Tommy grew up in Rapid City, South Dakota and graduated from Central High School in 2010. She graduated from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas in 2014 with a bachelor's degree in broadcast journalism and political science. Lauren interned for then-Congresswoman Republican Christy Noam from South Dakota, who is now the governor of South Dakota. The 28-year-old, blue-eyed, blonde-haired political commentator stands 5 feet 5 inches tall. She weighs 119 pounds and wears a size 4 dress. Her measurements are. You know, I'm looking at the pictures. Yes. And I'm going to tell you right now, these were not taking it, taken in the same decade. The same year. Not in the same decade. <laughs> uh, so no, those, the top ones are probably college, right? Yeah, that definitely. <laughs> I mean, totally different. Um, so do we do we know when the measurements were? Are they early or late? Do we know? Um, I do not know. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with. I, I know she doesn't have any implants. So. She looks like she does. Well, I think that's just the the, the little push up thing she's it's, wearing. It's the trickery again. Yeah, it's that photography. The trickeration. Uh, all right, we'll start. We'll start with the waist. Okay. Uh, I, I'm telling you, the college ones look like 22. The, the, <laughs> yeah. The, the uh, adult ones look like 25, maybe. So I'm gonna go. <laughs> 
<laughs> 25 is exactly right. Boom, that, that it's our adult <laughs> ones. We know that. <laughs> oh, man. I'm pretty good at this. There you go. <laughs> See, Dan, I've read all your books. I've watched all your videos. I know exactly what to do now. All right. What do you want to do next? Uh, we'll go top. All right. And I'm going to ignore the college ones altogether because okay. apparently she had the implants re- removed. No, it's a push-up thing. <laughs> um, so she's 25. I'm going to say she's 33. Close enough. 32. I was going to say 32, and I'm like, that's too small. You want to do the bra size or no? Nah. 32B. I haven't taken the advanced course for Dan okay. yet, so I, I'm not good enough at that yet. And uh, then hips. So we're going uh, trying to read <laughs> This 33, 25. I'm going to go 34. That's exactly correct. 34. 32, 25, 34. Tommy Lauren, your fantasy girl of the week, everyone. Like I said, check her out on the website, cffpodcast.com. But that's it for this week. Hour and 12 minutes of information that you need to make the most out of your fantasy football team right teams exactly yeah better have more than one or stop playing yeah there's probably not a lot of people out there that are only in one league anymore are there it's an addiction yeah so uh until next week when we'll have more must starts and don't bother more news and notes where it's time to bring in our siren because there's bound to be injuries oh you think yeah soft tissue type soft tissue type (laughs) injuries those are not good but um until then don't forget to leave us an email. Sent you all that. That's all on the website. Um, use the fan line. Do all that fun stuff. Uh, and Engage with us. We want to hear from exactly, you. Exactly. Exactly. We, we we promise we'll read through the emails before we read them on the air. We, yeah, exactly. So that you know, we're not doing a cold read like some website podcasts out there. We want to be your friends. <laughs> <laughs> not your enemies friends. i want to be i want to be your buddy i want you to call me up on the weekends and ask me what's going on and speaking of multiple leagues that's right the, the glutton's guillotine league starts started this week yes um it's, it's hard to find the, the stand how that's going though it's not oh, on the it's due to live scoring no no i know oh. I, I found it finally but on most leagues that we're on in that in that it shows you the team you're playing against and it shows it shows you how the score is going on the home page right Guillotine League doesn't do that. No. So just for people that are looking for it, because yeah, I was looking yeah, for it. Yeah, if you're looking for it, because I did that too, you have to go to live scoring. Yep. And it'll show you your team, and on the left, it'll show you the, the running and, total so far. And a little a little hint. This this is just, I'm just going to slide this out. Don't anybody else listen. <laughs> if you're going to put your roster in, make sure you put in a defense. Well, he couldn't. Oh, stories go on. Yeah. No, he couldn't because uh, he had Kansas City's defense. And he didn't have his lineup in on Thursday. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So he put, lost all those. Put your lineups in on Monday. You can always change <laughs> them. But if you don't have somebody in there and you don't remember, you're screwed. Yeah, that's a big zero. Yeah. So, yeah, so he um, lost all of Kansas City's defensive points. Thursday and, if, night. and if he gets to be the first one cut. Oh, from a defense? He, he ain't going to feel good. Well, there'll be one guy, though, that'll, that'll be happy about that's that. That's correct. <laughs> And he actually is defense didn't do bad. He had a couple. He had one sack or two sacks. Oh, did he? He stuck with Houston. He didn't yeah, change. He didn't change. So good for him. Yeah. Good for him. So that's it. Those those rosters are all up on on the website too. I have them up on the on the Glutton's Guillotine League page. So you can check that all out, and we'll have a little running 
score total up there after this week and I'm paying more uh, I'll honest be honest I'm paying more attention to that league than the other than, one than my other league my other leagues actually pay <laughs> what well, that, that, that's because you like eating it's like it's, well, you know does it show did you see my side view <laughs> so that's it everybody have a good week good luck in your first week of fantasy football and as always be good see ya see ya